everybody, and welcome to... I'm talking here. Yes. That was nice, wasn't it? Yes. Good. I loved it so much, and I love you. Oh, thank you very much. You're so welcome. Welcome to the I'm Talking Here podcast with me, Aaron Day. And me, Rob Brent. And here's Adam. Adam. Hello. Oh, Granny Regal. Granny Regal. Yeah, that's what we're going with. You always look a bit nervous. And the way you say it is like we've almost kidnapped you and we're forcing you to be here against your will. Yeah, your, your eyes are very wide when you say it. Mm. What does that, un- that say about you two? I don't staring know at me, wanting me to say hello. <laughs> we well, yes, to- of course we want you to say hello. It's a greeting for the podcast. We try to be very um, complimentary every time you do your weird hello. And for the, and rest, for the viewers, this is what you say listeners. about us. You, keep saying, you keep saying viewers, you can't view a podcast. For okay? listeners, it's like interrogation. They're both sitting across from me, and I can't figure out which one's good or bad cop yet, because they're both terrible police officers. Look, we haven't blocked any exits, no. and all we're doing is just staring and admiring you. <laughs> that does not sound better. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, what we're we here to discuss this week, then? So, this week we're here to discuss Venom, uh, which. We. Uh, yes, I'll be part of the conversation as well. Uh, we're here to discuss Venom. Uh, the main feature we'll be talking about is taking two fictional characters from any film or movie and combining them to create a new character. Uh, now, I'm going to put this up front. I've not seen Venom. Not because I didn't want to. It's just a, a time constraint thing. But thankfully, our, our, our review experts, both in, uh, Adam and Rob, are both here to review the film for us. I will be taking the opportunity to review Booksmart for you all lovely people. Shocker. <laughs> in fairness, you've got a lovely weekend coming where on the Friday night you can watch Venom. Yeah. Saturday you can watch The Meg. And then okay. Sunday, you can watch Triple Frontier. Because <laughs> you need to catch up, okay? You okay. need to experience these films the way I've had to experience them. Are you subtly um, insisting that I only watch films that I think are actually going to be any good? I'm uh, just saying the evidence points towards that. <laughs> no. I don't necessarily want to watch these films, but I do it for the podcast. I do it for you, listeners. I've seen them in the pictures. So. I know. <laughs> Adam pays, at home, Adam pays, never. Adam pays, <laughs> sometimes, always, never. There we go. Uh, I, that's, look, I'm not a snob when it comes to movies. I, I, I like, yes, I do like watching good films and I do take sort of critic reviews to, to hand when sort of selecting the films that I watch. But I will make a promise right here, right now, that I will watch, <laughs> I will watch Venom yeah, and I will I will dedicate however long the film is by to what? watching it by the next podcast. By the next podcast. Yeah, okay, and I will watch first, it. Okay. Yep. okay. Breaking I've, news. I've put it. I've put it to tape. <laughs> okay. okay. Fantastic. That, that pleases me. Uh, we're also going to have a good, the bad, and the bower on this week. And yes. We'll try and get that fitted in, and our thirty-second recommendations as yeah. well. Don't forget, please do get in touch with the podcast via our Twitter handle, which is at. Talking here, R-B-A-D. Um, let's get on with the show. Let's do it. Okay, so in the spirit of Venom, we're going to kick off 
with an idea of taking two fictional characters and merging them in the same idea of Venom, okay? So you have your one character and the other one will merge within and how do they interact within their own film, okay? Are you ready for this? Do you have ideas for it, guys? Yes. Yeah? Does this mean that we can merge human characters together? Not like in a conjoined yes. twins yeah. sort of vibe, no, but... Any two fictional characters, uh -huh. it can be two humans, it can be Panton and E.T., anyone... You want that's a good one. <laughs> I didn't think about that one, but I might change mine. What did you just say? Paddington and E.T. Oh, that's a great choice. Oh, this is quite good, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just really changing good. mine. Just yeah, yeah. two seconds. <laughs> um who wants to kick off? Do you yeah, want... let Adam go? Go on first. then, Adam. What have you got? Welcome back right. to the podcast, Hello, Adam. It's you. lovely to have you. <laughs> are we just having one or are you seeing a few? Just one. Just one. Start with one. Freddy Krueger yep. and Roy Orbison. Right, and but Roy Orbison's not a fictional character. He is in this one, though. So, but you're then creating a fictional character, or are you having him like uh, John Malkovich? Yeah, John Malkovich, you basically him play himself. Yes, but it's not a fictional character. <laughs> Have you ever met him? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, go on. So basically, it's like the new Freddy Krueger film, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. But every time he kills someone, Roy Orbison pops up and sings in dreams. <laughs> How long have you been how long have you been holding on to that joke for? So how long? long? How long? Ridiculously long. Okay. So what do you, what do you mean he pops? They're the same person though. It's not yeah, like he like, pops up and sings. Like you know, like in Venom, mm -hmm. which you will know. Yeah, I will know. Right? You know, like it's he's suggesting like Royal Wizard in Venom and he pops up. You know, like it's like Venom's head like pops on the shoulder. Like, yes. <laughs> Sorry, that's great. So. Freddy Krueger kills someone, <laughs> then Roy Orbison, like head, <laughs> appears, sings in dreams, mm -hmm. uh -huh. and that's the plot. Right, okay. So basically, all it, all it is really <laughs> is a Freddy Krueger Nightmare on Elm Street film with the occasional appearance of Roy Orbison as, yeah, a, just, as a head on Krueger's shoulder. Also, maybe he have like conflict, because he wants to kill people. <laughs> But Roy Orbison just wants to sing. Is there any? Are there any other fictional characters that we can combine with musicians or artists Ooh. to have that same effect? In my head, I'm trying to fit Stevie Wonder and Superstition with somebody, but I can't. Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's. Do you know that's a blinder? Is it like every? Is it the same song for every kill? You just get the same song, full thing. <laughs> segments of if, it. if it's only 80 minutes long oh, it could become like a drinking game every time Roy Orbison <laughs> comes, comes on screen you take a shot of tequila <laughs> maybe is, is Freddy Krueger aware that this is happening yeah he's he just... really angry right, okay. because he's like I don't want to kill people maybe like we'll bring a love, a love interest for Freddy Krueger love interest for <laughs> yeah. Freddy Krueger like, no. just, just have him as a thing that just appears in the background or no on I can shoulder. see that. but then like, he, sings, he sings Pretty Woman uh -huh. When the love interest pops up. <laughs> okay. No, well, that, could, that could just be for one of the murders. That would be a bit yeah. sinister. And if there's a car chase, I drove yeah. all night. <laughs> You've thought too much about this. What about for every Spike Lee film where there's a conversation about racial politics, Michael Jackson pops up in <laughs> black or white? Entire thing. No. <laughs> all the way through. Amazing. Okay. What a good start. Right, over to you. Uh, well, so I'm going to go Frank Drebin. Of Naked Gun. Yeah. And I'm going to merge him with the Joker. Okay, so, Les nice. so, right. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen Frank as Frank Drebin. Drebin. Yes. Mixed with Heath Ledger's 
yes joker from dark knight right okay go on because i think you would then have a, a conflict between a cop and a criminal mm. and you'd also have where frank drebin doesn't really understand that he's doing stuff wrong so what's funny <laughs> with naked gun is that he's trying to do police stuff and he's doing it wrong but if you bring in that criminal like he won't know why he got those scars and like that can be the intrigue. Okay. Mm. So what in that situation, what would happen is, is at one point he's saying to someone, let me show you a trick. And mm-hmm. then in like five seconds later, there's he, a woman would... up a ladder and he's saying nice beaver. I think it would. But even <laughs> Thanks, for that. Thanks, I just got it started. <laughs> even for that, he would see the magic trick and then Frank Drebin would be really surprised about where the pencil has gone and not understand. <laughs> right. The magic trick that's happened and think that he is a magician. Okay. So then he becomes a magician. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Any more examples? No. I like it. Yeah, thank you. You okay. ruined it with yours was far too good. <laughs> but yeah, Frank Drebin and the Joker. Okay. Okay. What have you got? Okay, here we go. So uh you you take Rocky mm-hmm. and you yeah. mix him with the Terminator. <laughs> Ooh. Rocky Nator. Rocky Nator. That is good. What sort of, is it going to be him going for a fight that at the end? Like the same sort of thing? So he just inst- absolutely kills the person? So instead of, instead of, effectively, instead of just walking around with a shotgun like mm. the Terminator does in Terminator 2, he just goes around just punching people in the face and just saying, hasta la vista, baby, over and over that again. Yeah, 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 just, just like your Roy Orbison thing, so... <laughs> Because you're taking Sylvester Stallone, who... I'm taking Rocky. He's very difficult to understand. Yeah. And you're <laughs> merging him with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he's going to sound... very difficult to understand. It's <laughs> basically, basically robot voice, but sounding as if there's a hard drive missing. <laughs> or a motherboard missing. Fantastic. Yeah. You know what's in Rocky 2, where all the children follow him? Like, up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> right, Arnold, right, Arnold Schwarzenegger's body. Yeah, Terminator yeah. body... Schwartz, um, Stallone or Rocky kind of personality. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and as he's being dipped into the liquid metal stuff at the end of Terminator right. 2, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> instead of having the thumbs up, he's going, Adrian! Like <laughs> and the kids are like sitting there, who's Adrian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they have no idea why he's saying that, but it's an emotional moment <laughs> on both counts. There we go. Lovely. Oh, like, <laughs> and the T-1000 is obviously Ivan Drago. Ooh. Yes. Uh-huh. Definitely. But not not Robert... Was Patrick. It Ro- yeah, not Robert Patrick. Dolph Lundgren. Do you think people would watch another Terminator film, though? Mm. Well, there is going to be another Terminator film coming out, isn't there? Yeah, but there's many people are going to watch it. They would. <laughs> is Sarah Connor? Look, this yes. conversation yeah. wasn't about whether people would watch it or not. It was just us talking about two fictional characters that we'd like to see combined and watch them do mad, crazy stuff. Okay, okay, I'll back up. <laughs> no, no. I'm, just... <laughs> I'm going to go back to my green tea, Adam. Yeah. Relax me with your smooth, dulcet tones and tell me two other fictional characters you'd like to combine. Being. From the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, there's a lot of Dark Knight references. Go on, Karen. With Bane from Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, so, see, I've, which, I thought you were going to go Mr. Freeze or something. Which yeah. one are they going to look like? Um. Ooh, maybe like... 
What's the? Have you what got like a primary one? Because like after, like mm. in Venom, it's more Eddie Brock. What about Tom Hardy as Bane, but with the costume of the Batman and Robin one? It's like the proper Mexican mask. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing that you do, At least you'd be able to understand him. Yeah. Mm. So that's, I think you've got some really good conflict between the characters there. Because you've got like the inter- Does, intellectual. Doesn't the Batman and Robin one just grunt? Yeah, just grunt <laughs> all the time. Right. If anyone knows being like from the comics, it's completely ruins the character in uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah. By just making like a faceless juggernaut. Yeah. And I think the conflict would be that uh, Dark Knight Rises being, he wants like. He's really angry that this other one exists of him, mm-hmm. and now he's part of it. And he's like, "Ah, I want to like do clever things." And he goes, then they all go, Rah! and like they have some really intense conversations there mm-hmm. between the grunts and the intellect coming together until the climactic moment where they fight each other. Yeah, and then the tube gets pulled out the back. <laughs> <laughs> Just as simple as that. Boom. Done. Nice. Okay, over to you. I don't know if I've got more. Of course you I, have. I wrote down a lot of names. Right. But then couldn't really merge them. Okay. So I'd put like Forrest Gump and Doc Brown. Yes, that's a great combination. So my idea there... Doc Brown from Back to the Future? Yeah. Right, okay. Because then you can have where Forrest Gump travels in time. And that kind <laughs> of fits in terms of with, with Forrest Gump. Where he's in all these important moments, yeah. you can have him a bit more hectic as well with Doc Brown coming up. Mm-hmm. And I think Tom Hanks would kill that role. He would be absolutely amazing at it. I think I think Christopher Lloyd would be better. Do you think? Yeah. So what? To have Christopher Lloyd to be the? All, all I want is Christopher Lloyd going through different points in time and just saying, "When this thing hits eighty-eight miles an hour, <laughs> you're about to see some serious S words." <laughs> Over and over again. Just just every in, time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so Murray. he just he just appears next to Queen Anne in like the fav- <laughs> in the favourite and just go and just says that. Then there's a point where he just you know turns up you know in like the last of the Mohicans. You just have like an extended montage and just that one line, and then he's the next one for like yeah. an hour and a half. Well, so you're not in like Constantly a million going. ways to die in the West where he makes a cameo. Yeah, yeah, a classic film, guys. <laughs> That should be one of your good, bad, and bad ones in a few weeks' I can't. time. It's not, even that good. <laughs> it's not good at all. It's got no redeemable features. Liam Neeson doesn't want to be there at all. Okay, mm-hmm. I have one. Go on. Are you ready? Yes. Um, so let's take Marvel. Let's take yeah. DC, and let's have them having some sort of wonderful, lovely loving of some kind. So I'm thinking. <laughs> Given the the time and space that we're in, you know, let's go Wonder Woman, let's go Captain Marvel, let's combine the two together, but have them fighting each other out inside one singular brain to decide who is the ultimate female superhero. Like some sort of mad inside schizophrenia going on. Oh, how do you end that though? Because you've got to pick a side. Exploding heads. Oh, yeah, just the head explodes <laughs> and it doesn't matter. <laughs> just becomes scanners. I have, I have it where they, yeah. they fall in love with each other's what? personality. Oh. And, 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 they, and they, Surely you know, Captain Marvel would win, though. She got blast right out of that brain. Yeah, we got the lasso and could lasso the hands. And with the hands, she's useless. So she's hands to the face, so she fires. 
hits her own face. No, because like that is Thanos headbutts Captain Marvel and it doesn't do. Yeah, but the last one was like Gould. Now this is just going to end up with an argument between who's better, Captain Marvel or Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know if that's as controversial as you think it is. Is it not? Well, I suppose mm. Wonder Woman's mm. probably a bigger. But yeah. it's all about two superheroes coming together. Yes. I'm sure Marvel did do that. Maybe it's a case that yeah. Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel's mums both had the same name. <laughs> and what about her father's? <laughs> doesn't matter. I've not seen uh, the yeah. Batman Wolverine. What about you mean combining Batman and Wolverine? No, yeah. yeah. No, someone put, like, made a character of Batman and Wolverine. So basically Wolverine's parents were killed in Crime Alley and he became Batman. But he still has the claws. Oh, what? Yeah, Sorry, I, th- I think this. I was thinking Scooby-Doo and John Cena. I have another one. <laughs> I've got another one before mm-hmm. you're ready. Um, so um, Popeye from The French Connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gene Hackman's character. Mm-hmm. Mixed with... Baby Driver and Baby from Baby Driver. I, Can you imagine that? Oh. They're just the supreme car skills mixed with the investigative nature of Popeye Doyle. And I just think that would be a wonderful, wonderful uh, crime thriller combo. Well, it is. That, I mean, that was the struggle here was thinking, how do you balance them out to, the to make it? So I think that would be the balance. Yeah. And Baby Driver, I mean. What a film. Yeah, great soundtrack that mm-hmm. film would have as well. Phenomenal. Yeah. But if you stick Vinnie Jones with anyone, it bounces out. Who would you have with Vinnie Jones? Are you <laughs> saying that Vinnie Jones oh. has Vinnie Jones? <laughs> one of these days... Any we character should, of Vinnie Jones. One of these days we should play the butt game, where it's like you... What? You live. <laughs> I'm going... I'm, it's, it's a little... When you appear in court. <laughs> we have a court. I don't want to. <laughs> so... I'm not saying that we touch butts. That's weird. Right? <laughs> what I'm saying is yes, it is <laughs> correct. What I'm sa- what I'm saying the so the butt game is where you list actors from a film that are really really good in that film, but there is that one actor or character that just ruins the entire thing. You see, Vinnie Jones ruins a film. Oh yes, I watch it. For- <laughs> <laughs> are you I'll- not saying that? <laughs> I watch it for Vinnie Jones. X Men: The Last Stand were being rubbish. If Vinnie Jones, what? <laughs> it is rubbish. Yeah, if Vinnie Jones' juggernaut wasn't in it, four blew my mind. You're, no, we'll try and play that game. It will just be the opposite to you. You'll be yeah. like, "It was a terrible film," but <laughs> <laughs> Vinnie Jones saved it. <laughs> Goodness, right. So uh, we were all meant to. Review uh, Venom. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, me and Rob have reviewed it. Feels weird calling you Rob. You oh. can call you Brent. Well, you can call me Brent if you want. I'm going to call you Brent. Okay. So me and Brent have uh, reviewed Venom. Mm-hmm. Um, which has... We haven't yet. We've watched Venom. <laughs> We've watched Venom. We've we'll we'll reviewed it. it. And has critical acclaim all across the board. <laughs> <laughs> do you want it? So Rotten Tomatoes, what score do we have there? 29%. And Metacritic? 35%. Fantastic. <laughs> Critical acclaim according to Bowron. Uh, <laughs> anything above five. Anything That's above, a winner. Anything above 5% is critical acclaim, Adam. He's very open minded. So uh, this was directed by Ruben Fletcher. I think it's Fisher. Fisher. Fletcher. 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 Now uh, hold on. He directed Zombieland. Zombieland. Yeah, Zombieland. Oh, did, I yes. love Zombieland. Yeah, you would have loved Venom if you watched it. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't mind 30 minutes or less either. I thought that was okay. Uh, That's Jesse Eisenberg's like pizza delivery guy who gets on the wrong side of the law. Fantastic. Mm. Dodgy pizzas, pineapple. No. 
Um, and starring Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, and Riz Ahmed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like Riz. So, I mean, the reason I wanted to to do this film was it it, it was in the sense of it was panned. But loads of people seemed to want to go and see it, and there was loads of noise about it. It's it reminded the, me a bit like um, when Mother came out, yeah. with the opposite. Like, like Mother! Yes. <laughs> to, it was one of those films to watch because you want to know what on earth has actually gone on. That's the highest stage. Is it not the eighth highest grossing film last year, Venom? Is it actually? Yeah, I think I looked up. It's eighth highest? Eighth high, it's in the top ten, definitely, of highest grossing wow, films. Wow, okay. I'm That's not sure if that was America or globally. And that, it's like with the Meg, that worries me when I've then actually <laughs> watched a film like Venom and think, oh, wow, people went to go and see this and people have tried to justify this film. Yeah, you're the problem. And I would justify <laughs> it. So what, what was your expectations going into it then? What, what was yours? When you, you bought that ticket, yeah. you went to the cinema. I was, expect, I, was, I was expecting it to be a bit naff, but like, <laughs> I would think Tom Hardy would probably pull it off. Mm. Um, or I was expecting it to be more violent. Yeah, do you know what? I, I was probably expecting more But I feel, like it's, I feel like it should have been and it got cut down for the American PG-13. Was it an American PG-13? It was, and right. I think it got cut down for that. And I would say that's why. But, yeah, because it cuts away a lot. Mm-hmm. I was expecting that it should have... Well, that was it. I mean, we probably will go full spoilers, so sorry about this. Um, okay, so spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. You've been warned. When he bites off any heads... It did seem, I, I was almost like, did he actually bite the head yeah. off or not? It's very drawnly cut. Yeah, uh, it is definitely. But, for that. So how did you find the film afterwards? I quite enjoyed it. The plot was terrible. Yes. But I thought, I don't know, Tom Hardy pulled it off for me. But did, uh, I think right, he did. This is the thing. I'd heard before the film that it seems like Tom Hardy's in a completely different film yeah, to everyone is. else. And I think the, the truth behind that is no one, no <laughs> one reacts how you would <laughs> to the stuff that is going on. Like, literally, there is a point where his... Well, it's not even his girlfriend. is on and off. Um, a girlfriend sees him full on with venom over him, killing all these people and stuff. And she just says to him, Oh, I think you're sick. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> this seems to be more than being sick. Riz Ahmed as the villain was He's, one of the yeah. worst villains. They put a guy into a room... With the symbiote. This guy can see the symbiote. So it's like, ooh, what's that? And he gives him a whole spiel about his name being Isaac and how it's a biblical thing and he should be happy. And then at the end, he says, bring in the next test subject. Is he going to check their name to see if they relate to the <laughs> Bible you... to give the spiel? B- before before you go into the sort Sorry. of the real... <laughs> before you get into the real nitty gritty of it all, maybe you'd like to tell the listeners what Venom is actually about. Yeah, sorry. I just got, it really annoyed me. So Venom... It's in association with Marvel. So Venom is primarily a Spider-Man um, villain. Um, really, really popular. You could say anti-hero as well, especially if you look in terms of the comics. And it's something that the fan base wanted a lot. But then, unfortunately, Topher Grace did that. And so did Sam Raimi. Uh, and so there was a lot of hope. I, I mean, I'm a great lover of Spider-Man. I loved um, the, the trilogy growing up um, and Sam Raimi's trilogy. And so I had a lot of hopes. So you have here with Eddie Brock, who's an investigative journalist, and, you know, he's so cool, he'll go in and ask all the questions. Um, But then you've got the Life Corporation, have these symbiotes, have these uh, aliens that they want to merge. There's a first scene that they fall down to space. Yes. And just pick them up and go, hmm, what is this? (laughs) So they, they want to merge these symbiotes with humans 
I believe this is right. I've not double checked this, but from the film, this is my understanding, so that they can then live in outer space. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. so, so then you have the Life Corporation with Riz Ahmed being all evil and, oh, this is what we're going to do. And Tom Hardy is then, um, he loses his job as a journalist because it is an idiot. And then <laughs> he gets combined with Venom and, you know, hilarity ensues, obviously. I thought such the comedy the, was pretty the good. Biting of heads. Such as, well, the thing is, there were parts of this where the, just the tone is all over the place. Yeah. It's like, were they going for this to be funny or were they going for this to be serious or not? There's a part where the part I laughed most was Tom Hardy screaming in the bathroom <laughs> when I think Venom just says, hello. <laughs> and he just flies back and does this, this ladylike scream into the bath and knocks himself out. And then. I don't know. I, just... I thought the comedy was quite good in it. How? I just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> because it's bad. I, was like, I just laughed. But like, I thought I had a good dynamic, like Venom and Brock. How? No, I no. It it, right, so it hinged on that dynamic yeah. in terms of Venom's motivations at the end to do what he did were because of his link through <laughs> with Eddie Brock. But they've spent like barely any, any time together. I know it's like, I'm part of your mind, so I, I know you and stuff like that, but... I didn't. I didn't like any of the characters. I didn't like Eddie Brock, although I'm not a major Tom Hardy fan. And then it was just ridiculous the stuff that was happening. There was no emotional oh, so investment. Ridiculous. Like the end fight, the was, end, you can't see what's happening. Really, yeah, but because not even, but the end fight like makes Riz Ahmed's character pointless anyway because yeah. he just then gets taken over for another another de- another deal. So is it a case that Sony were trying to create Venom as some sort of hybrid between? Like the the vibe that you get maybe from the Dark Knight series and like Deadpool. I think I just think it's all very misguided, really. I think what you say, yeah, definitely. If you'd be able to push it up in terms of that R rating, really go all out, do yeah. something like um, Logan managed to do mm. um, amazingly well. If you push it up into there, but it was kind of I think they were teetering on the edge. They didn't really know what they wanted to do with it, mm. and you've got uh, Sony still being involved, still wanting to to build something themselves. And they, they just don't have the capacity to be able to. Even being in association with Marvel, I think, I think Marvel was glad they was just in association. Have you seen uh, the interviews with um, people from Sony and Marvel? No. Right, inter- Sony love it. So Sony's like, that's Sony. So, so what are you going to do with like, the MCU? Says, mm-hmm. Well, we're in talks, kind of like bring it in with the MCU. That's a very early uh-huh. stage. If you go to Marvel and says, stay the hell away. He's basically like, so are you going to bring um, Venom into it? Went, no. No. <laughs> and I think if they do, they need a different take on Venom. I think the second one might be good if they refine it. Oh. If it's refined, like, refined. Sorry, they're making a second one. They're making a second one. Yeah, well, little, obviously, if it it's, was gross enough, so which I think it is. And the, wow. there was an end credit scene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just say that wig. <laughs> was one of the funniest things ever <laughs> and the, the way it tried to tease something that as like, a fan that you would love was just laughing. it was like Ronald McDonald wig <laughs> <laughs> it was it's so gonna bad. be carnage oh my god <laughs> and like I want to see that because I like Woody Harrelson no but you don't right so the idea <laughs> is I want it. to see that done well like, yeah, that, that, is, well. that is like a, a, a dream to have that on screen but I don't want them to do it right I think Venom was fundamentally flawed I probably won't watch it again but for the for me peeing my ticket, I quite enjoyed the time I spent there. I 
I can understand. Did you? But you went in thinking it's a bad film. I went in basically yeah. from the reviews. But also, you're a student, so you get your tickets for cheap. <laughs> I've got Limitless as well. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. But it, with the Meg, I did this exact same. I thought it was a bad film, and I quite enjoyed it for that nature of it because it was yeah. sort of ridiculous, and you got a sense of that they kind of knew that throughout. Venom, I thought might be the same experience, but like, <laughs> like there was, I just got such issues with Riz Ahmed in it. He wasn't a good villain. Well, he literally. The girlfriend's fir- bad. As its well. first introduction is about him. They've got they've got kids in, right? Okay. To look around the Life Corporation, and this girl puts her hand up, and for some reason, the other kids go <gasps> and gasp at her or something. <laughs> and he, for asking a question. For asking a question, <laughs> he's like, "Never stop people asking you a question. Okay, go above and beyond." And then moves on. She doesn't get to ask a question. Like. <laughs> <laughs> It's just ridiculous moments like that where it's like, have they not reread this script and realised what these what the, what's Chris Armand should have been the villain. It's a bit like because he's just not a villainous. He's like a really small kind of guy, and he hasn't got any like dominance. But he could no, he could have been a great. But watch him in Nightcrawler. He's yeah. fantastic. Like, but like, brilliant. He, but he did like Rogue One. He's he's amazing. Like, I know he's amazing that, but he just couldn't pull off what the one. I think he was just wrong casting. I don't know that. Like, I think given bad give, and wrong given what he was given yeah. was it was abysmal. Some of the stuff he was coming out with and completely flat. And just I think it is that it's like it's like they wrote the script and they knew it was bad, but you don't want to check it over because you don't want to think but, how bad it is. You're just like that's fine. Can I'll submit I, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> just to just to cap over some things, right? I'm gonna just throw out some key aspects of filmmaking, mm-hmm. and you're just gonna give how me. How dare you? <laughs> And just give you some, um, give me very quick star ratings out of five of those aspects of the film. Can we go into minus? Are we ready? Yeah. Script. Is, what is that out of five? Out of five. One. Two. Okay. Acting. Oh. I think take Tom, I mean. Take Tom Hardy I'll, out, nothing. I'll, I'll put it above the, the script. Two. Okay. Um, setting, location. It's all grimy. It's yeah, because like the end rubbish. fight was because Venom's black, the other one is grey. <laughs> a little bit grey. <laughs> and then on the night sky, just fighting, he's sitting there on like a grey construction yard yeah. and anything could be happening. Yeah. It's okay. Very, yeah. Cinema- cinematography. As I've just said, anything <laughs> could be happening. <laughs> okay. Um, special effects. Special effects were dodgy as well. They, were do- they weren't the worst, but they were... There were some parts very early on where it was. I th- it maybe maybe got all right at the end, but yeah. maybe because you. I'll give it a three. Uh, Two point five. Uh, editing. <laughs> just just, <laughs> just encapsulate it all. Like one one out of five would be a star rating for it. It's just really not so bad. Oh, it is bad. It, it's enjoyable though. And it, uh, I can't believe you're going to make me watch this film. Right. Know, um, right? So okay. Uh, so if this film. Uh, would this film be deemed a classic in Do 50- you even need to ask? <laughs> Do you even need to ask? I have to ask the film. I have to ask that question because that's our thing with every review. I, yes, no. Would, <laughs> so, uh, would this film be deemed a classic in 15 years' time? Not a chance. No. Not a chance. Depend on how the sequel turns out, though. I think it's, it's one of those, like, Venom is quite funny within the comics and mm. if they could push through that humour, yeah. it's fine. Sometimes, though, Venom sounded like he had a British accent and stuff like but that. I, could, was I was just happy to understand shot. what Tom Hardy was saying. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't think, and you've got this to witness, I, it's got potentially the worst kissing scene 
I've seen in any film ever. Which does it involve does it involve Venom kissing something or someone? I will let you discover that. Yourself. Is it what I think it is? Yes. Yeah. In the forest. Oh, <laughs> it's worse than Plan of the Apes 2001. In a in a forest. In that a sounds forest. like a magical experience. <laughs> you were saying that like you didn't know what forest was. <laughs> <laughs> what forest? <laughs> But yes, Trees? Abs- absolutely. Tell me, Uncle Rob, what's a forest? <laughs> absolutely abysmal. Even having that sort of love of the character behind it and even going in expecting it to be rubbish, I, it was just just terrible. Fight scenes, atrocious. Just Can we do a quick WWW and EBI? <laughs> yes. WWW, so what went well? Nothing. Tom Hardy. <laughs> even better if... It changed everything. <laughs> And now it's time for the good, the bad, and, and the, the Balron. Well, this was a recommendation to me this week. Okay. Uh, by Brent. Oh, is it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll call it the RBB recommendations <laughs> by Brent. This has a one point eight. Yeah, just to say this was a recommendation for this feature. Like, not to, <laughs> I'm not recommending. So, this very film. quick brief. This is when Adam Balron recommends a uh, what is seen as a very bad movie which he feels is underrated and should be given a, a, a better look <laughs> go this is a 1.8 on imdb out of 10 yep yep um i forget where it came out it's called birdemic shock and terror is it good? <laughs> right hold on birdemic colon no, just Birdemic, Shock and Terror, I think. Right, just so, just, so as one sentence, Birdemic, Shock and Horror. Terror. Terror. Birdemic, Shock and Terror. Yeah. Is that okay. how the audience feels when they're watching it? <laughs> so, already grammatically probably incorrect. Yeah. Is that, is that grammatically? Like that, I think so, yeah. Right, we'll go with that. Atrocious. Right, so tell us the plot. Is there one? <laughs> yeah, basically, there's two plots this, in my opinion. Um... So, it's about this guy, he's a successful businessman, and he's forming a relationship. But then one morning, the birds are attacking everything. They're blowing things up, they're clawing at things, <laughs> they're killing everyone, and they must survive this birdsdemic. Can I, right, if you haven't typed in birdemic to YouTube and watched the trailer, do. It's, it's, <laughs> it's one of the funniest trailers I've ever seen. And based on that was the idea that Adam could do it, which means that Adam's actually watched this film in its entirety. And is this sincere that actually we should watch it in its entirety? Or will the trailer do? Trailer will do. Trailer will do. Why? <laughs> uh, it's, it's awful. <laughs> I can't recommend it. I'll, try to, I'll try to recommend it to you. This is, you know how like Jurassic Shark was like, Basically, the point I'll say, right, nothing can be worse than this. Right, okay. This is the new one. <laughs> proved wow. you wrong. So this is a new level this of is, crud. This is a new level. Right. I think you get the sense from the opening credits. <laughs> okay. Because it's just a scene of a car driving. Uh, the camera's on a funny angle. I don't know on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like Microsoft, like... PowerPoint words popping up over it. No. <laughs> well, I, I, have you seen this? Have you seen no, the trailer? No, I've not seen the trailer for it. <laughs> um, I would go say that makes complete sense, especially when you see the CGI for the birds. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to that later. Now, pop it up. Now, basically, what happens is, right? Now, do you know when the birds come into this film? So it's a 90 minute long film, 
When do you think the birds... Which... You're probably over half an hour in. Your guess? I'm going an hour. 50 minutes. 50? 50 minutes. Oh, right, okay. So, okay, yeah. So do you know what happens to the first 50 minutes? His business. Is it about his business career? <laughs> it's about his business and his romance life. <laughs> and it never mentions the birds until 50 minutes in. Is it one of these things where he, whoever the director or writer is, went out to make one type of film... <laughs> But then, sort of two thirds of the way through production, then suddenly realised that their budget editing software gave them the chance no. to add in, to add, in <laughs> add in CGI effects, and he thought, Ah, do you know what? I'm going to start making some sort of weird bird-based disaster movie. You're presuming they had a budget, <laughs> which I'm not sure was the, the birds look like That's a gift, yeah. <laughs> like gifts, yeah, GIFs, yeah. The birds just like, look like GIF. like memes, yeah. They just look wow. like a gif. From over. I want to go through some of Not gifts. The film is not a gift. I'm <laughs> no. no, okay, right. Um, if you're going to give this a gift, you've lost a friend. Um, <laughs> like, automatically. Let's see, see that, yeah. There's a big, heavy-handed thing. This is global warming. Mm. But they only really mention global warming in the first 50 minutes and never bring it up after. <laughs> so is there, is there no even hint that the birds might be about to attack? Is it just happened? <laughs> just one day... Are they, how, how are they introduced? I just don't get how they can all of a sudden... wake up one morning... And there's birds. There's birds. <laughs> but that, do they, do they it's live... It's always birds. <laughs> I was going to say, do they, do they just live somewhere where birds generally no, just don't no. exist? They're just like exploding things. They're exploding... <laughs> hold, on. hold on, they're exploding birds. No, no, they're like... Are they dropping bombs? No, things just exploding around them. So how do they know it's the birds' fault? Because there's loads of birds <laughs> flying around. Right, so yeah, are, are these birds like terrorists? Actually, something is brought up halfway Are they like some sort of like eco terrorists or something? What's it doing? Um, they, they do throw up acid. Right, so these wow. birds throw up acid. Mm. So once and never again. Once, so once. <laughs> is it just. Throw up acid, right, hold on. I probably is it one it. bird that throws up acid or is it multiple birds? Multiple birds in one scene and it's never mentioned. And again. what then, hap what is the outcome of them throwing up acid or vomiting acid? People die. Right, how though? They, go, the, they, they melt. No, like the eyes go, ah! <laughs> their <laughs> like, eyes make that sound. Their eyes are like, they cool their eyes and go, ah! And they die. What, they just fall to the mm -hmm. floor? Yeah. So there's no, like, gory detail or... Oh, no, there is. Oh. But it's, like, gory in the complete wrong way. It's, like, horrible to look at because it's horribly done. Ah, okay. Um, I'm going to go through a few more things. Right, there's a really weird thing. So not, like, in the style of, like, like Peter Jackson, like, bad taste or that sort of No, it's just, like, ketchup splurted. Oh, okay. Right. This one is... Oh, this really sounds like ultra-low budget, doesn't it? <laughs> this one was the most weirdest thing ever. It was... <laughs> This woman is like the main character's friend's girlfriend and the girlfriend's friend. Oh, good. It does have a plot. Yeah. <laughs> she has a T-shirt with the URL www.imaginepeace.com. And, right. and I thought, well, oh, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The cleaners just walked in. I'm at the pause. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I thought, well, what is Imagine Peace? So I typed it in, <laughs> and it was... Exist. No, it's a oh. John Lennon fan page. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. 
Uh, Did John Lennon like tie into the plot? Is no. Like, no. Okay. The only way I can think is that the woman looked a bit like Yoko Ono. <laughs> <laughs> Not John Lennon. No. So I was like, it's just got. No, that. that's a movie. I like on a bedroom wall. It's got that again. I was like, why is there an imagined it's piece? It's character. It's character. For it's it. character building. Yeah. But and it's an interactive Hold on, stop, stop a second. I like it. Stop a second. We are defending this film. I know, what are we doing? We are standing like, hey, don't, 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 don't. One of my favourite scenes mm. is a long drawn scene where the guy goes, um, oh, isn't it a lovely view? And it just shows you the view with no dialogue and just long, like, I don't know how long it shows you the view. It goes, look at the view. And it shows the view in silence. Yes, it was a lovely view, wasn't it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, what, it, the weird things happening here because you're convincing me to want to watch yeah. this film. No, how? <laughs> I like, don't know. Th- these long drawn out scenes like throughout. Like he goes to work, right? Mm. And ah, uh, my dog needed to go out to the toilet, mm-hmm. so I got up, went the dog at the toilet, done its business, went back, gave the dog a treat for being a good boy, mm. sat back down, and he was still going to work. Okay. His, his entire journey was took five to ten minutes. Of the film? Yeah. Oh, right. And there's no dialogue, it's just music with the car driving along. Wow. But there's like, just loads of like random okay. things pop up, like the bird spinning venom. Can I just okay. say, I've just looked at your notes, and I think my favourite out of these is written down, man living <laughs> in, in trees. <laughs> <laughs> the random, this guy just pops in and says, hey, I live here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like have a conversation with him living in the trees. And he goes, well, it was nice meeting you. And he leaves, never be seen again. So there's no re- Actually, yeah, there's no reason for him to live in a tree. <laughs> no, it's, it's in a tree. <laughs> hold, on, hold on a minute, hold on. So my, my, my main question is this, right? And, and you, you came to this before, Rob. Why, why, why the birds? Where do the birds come from? Is, is, he, is he trying to be like Quentin Tarantino clever and be like, oh, I'm genre switching. Like the first 50 minutes is some sort of innocuous, you know, daily drama. And then the last 40 minutes is some sort really of crazy know. bird-based it is trying to be hinted monster at. movie. Like, it hints at global warming and it mentions bird population is in flux. Right. But then all of a sudden, without warning, birds everywhere. Right. But it's what you want. It's eagles. That's... Do the birds? Do the birds appear in some sort of like mannequin style? Like someone has a bird on the end of a string, no. and it like comes. Oh, seeing the trailer, that'd probably be better. Would I'll it? probably yeah. be better. <laughs> uh, do you want me to tell you the ending? You Shall we make Birdemic two? It's already been done. <laughs> That's oh, it. I was gonna watch. Do you want me to tell you what the ending? That's is? next yeah, week. Do it. <laughs> the ending was literally. I thought it couldn't get any worse. It does. Hmm? The ending was. They're in the car. And all the birds are scratching at the car. Like, ah, we're going to die. But then another group of birds, which aren't eagles, flies across mm-hmm. and scares the birds off. And they get out of the car and say, what was that all about? And it ends. <laughs> no. <laughs> really? Yes. Do you know what, right? That's, were... that's a brilliant ending. Also, at least they were like... echoing the audience. Because <laughs> like, they are different. I think they like, must have been like doves or something. Which I don't know if they were trying to go for symbolism in the last five minutes for some reason. Like they come in, the chase on go, and the end credits just like go over them standing watching the birds fly off, and I'm just like, ninety minutes of my life is gone. I preferred like the romantic plot. Tell you what, ten and a half minutes of our lives have gone I'm from you saying, describing no, it. No, right? The romantic plot's better, right? Because you've got a man who is inept at dating, going about, and he's brilliant at business. 
That is a bit where like everyone's clapping them for doing well business. But you can tell they've only got one shot. So you, you hear the clapping die down and the clapping just magically starts again because they're using the same shot. And I think that's a better plot because it's a man, he's business, he's romantic, get rid of the birds. Making <laughs> It's just demic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you ever watching this film? No. No, me neither. You recommended it! Well done, Adam, for wasting 11 minutes of our lives. So we have come to the end of this week's podcast. Crikey, lads, we're into double digits properly now. Eleventh one. Eleven more podcasts. (laughs) Eleven more podcasts. Do you think? Do you think we can make it to our twenties? I've already made it to my twenties. No, (laughs) podcast wise. I think so. Why and not? I've got to make to my 20s. It mm. doesn't cost us anything other than our dignity. So let's yes. just go for it. Fantastic. So uh, we're going to finish off this week's podcast with our 30 second recommendations. We're going to start with um, Rob to the Brent. Nice. Are you ready? I am ready. Three, two, one, go. Right, I'm going to recommend the film Dread. This was directed <laughs> by Pete Travis. Uh, this stars Carl Urban and Lena Hebby. And um, an absolutely amazing sci fi film. Um, it's almost sort of the same sort of ideas with Venom, sort of anti-hero going up this tower block and just absolutely annihilating every single person in his way. It's uh, it's a crying shame that this didn't do better um, because it definitely deserves to do better and it definitely deserves your attention. So go and watch it. Great sci-fi. Very good. Yes. Contained. Yeah. Adam. Are you ready for yes. yours? Good. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Uh, we'll recommend my favourite film from last year, Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, absolutely brilliant action romp. I think it's about two and a half hours, but it felt much shorter. It was just completely... Whoa, I was like in the cinema, like, whoa, what's going on? There's things going on. You go, poo, poo. Like, oh, God. And like, just twists and turns. And I loved it. I think it was fully entertaining. Excellent. <laughs> When you said that you said foie in the cinema. <laughs> I can imagine Adam does. Like really does some audio to get people going along. I was also imagining maybe he wasn't reflecting on the film. Like all these things were happening <laughs> in the cinema around him. Adam would really suit being in an American cinema audience. He would, wouldn't, wouldn't he? he? Like shouting and hollering at the oh, screen. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe one day we'll get you there. Anyway. Well, we won't pay for it. Okay. If any viewers want to fund my trip. <laughs> no. <laughs> GoFundMe forward slash Adam Adam, Adam, Adam Bowron's American Experience. Fantastic. Right, you ready for yours? Yep. Go on. Three, two, one, go. Book smart, book smart, book smart, <laughs> book smart, book smart, book smart. You guys have got to do this for 30 seconds. <laughs> book smart, book smart. Is book, that it? Is that book all smart. <laughs> Book smart. Now you said you were going to do a review of Book this smart. next time. Book smart. Is this going to be the review? <laughs> Book smart. They can't see you shaking your head. <laughs> Book <laughs> smart. Right, okay. Book smart. Okay, it is. I guess it Book is. Book smart. I, I would know um, if you hadn't ditched me what that was all about. Anyway, fantastic recommendations. Book smart. Yeah, indeed. And um, now we have something new as well that Adam's bringing to the podcast. Are you ready, Adam? Yes. Can you explain the idea? Is it book smart? Oh, yes. <laughs> Correct, you win. Yes. Um, these are basically films explained badly. We will get a better name next week. Uh, I will explain a plot of a film badly. 
Now it's up to you to guess. And you can get in contact with the answer on our Twitter, which At is... TalkingHereRBAD. Or our email... I'm.talking.here.rbad at gmail.com. And here is the plot. Small gremlin teaches magic. That is small gremlin teaches magic. If you know what the film is at home, please get in contact at Twitter at... <laughs> at, at TalkingHereRBAD. Or on our email... I'm.talking.here.rbad at gmail.com. And the answer will be revealed... Next week. I can't wait because I don't actually know what it is. E.T.? No, it's Gremlins 2, the new batch. Fantastic. Okay, well, I suppose we'll find out next year. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out next year. We'll find out next year because no one will have a clue what the answer is. And Adam will keep it under lock and key for a whole year. Next week, hopefully. I can't wait until next year. So what have we got planned for next week? Uh, I think you wanted to do Booksmart. Booksmart. I think we need to do our, our coming of age ones. Um, so you can go into Booksmart. I'm I'm skeptical about staying staying around to listen to it because I feel like I'll, it'll be emotionally. Spoiled. I promise that I will not spoil the film if I review it. But what I am going to do this mm-hmm. week, Rob, is I'm going to find a screening somewhere in the northeast, and I'm gonna we're gonna go together, and I'm gonna treat you to a slap up meal. Fantastic. Uh, I mainly doubt you'll be, be able to do that. But. Mainly because you have. Uh, driven me to severe guilt. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you can find that, if you can organise that, and I'm a very busy person, if you can, if you can have the time for that. You so seem when like I, a busy person. When I put aside time for people, that's Adam, the only time I've really got. So. Adam, do you want to come and see Booksmart with me instead? Do I get a slap of meal? Because, you know, high maintenance over here in the corner. Slap of meal? I'll get you a burger. That'll do. Yeah. Okay. Are we ready to... I think we're ready to go. Okay. So it's just... For me to say thank you very much, everybody. Adam, do you want to say anything? Goodbye. And over to you. I'm leaving here. Thanks, everybody.